Hey, how you doing? Good. Happy anniversary. Oh my goodness. Thank <laughs> you. Beautiful. I, I forgot to get you a present. It's okay. We get each other presents all the time because we're in a really healthy, loving relationship. <laughs> Actually, we haven't gotten a present for each other in quite some time. Maybe it's, well, besides, you know, of course, birthday presents. Birthdays. But... Those barely count. I know. We should be sending each other more gifts during quarantine. I need something to make me happy. Yeah, definitely. I'll think about it. What have you been up to? Nothing. I'm at my parents' house. Um, Again, or still, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, in the canon of our episodes. Um, We we played Ticket to Ride (laughs) yesterday for a few hours. Had you played it before? I had never played. Uh, We actually had Ticket to Ride Europe. Um, Yeah, girl did. Oh, uh, hey. I called myself the Tsarina of the West. I really had, <laughs> oh, sorry, of the East. I really had Russian Eastern Europe on lock. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I won. I actually beat my sister by one, which is oh, savage. Okay. But, you know, that's how it goes in the house. Yeah. we. I've only played it uh, a couple of times. First with Micah and his parents. And I won. Uh, and then we played it when we went to the, we got an Airbnb like in May mm-hmm. because he wanted to, you know, get payback on me. Mm-hmm. So he actually won that game. Oh. So now we're like one in one for Ticket to Ride. Do you play regular yeah, or Europe? It was just the regular okay. one. Is regular, the is that States. the United States? Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was funny fun because game. my family, I was... My mom was like doing a Target curbside, and she's like, "Get a game, like get something that's a little like more involved, you know." Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." And so I had narrowed it down between Ticket to Ride Europe and Pandemic, which is another game I had had I had heard good things about. And I was like, "Okay, so do you guys want to try to stop a global pandemic or go on a European vacation?" <laughs> and they're yeah. like, "Ticket to Ride." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good one. We um we went we tried to go camping this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which was a bit of a failure. It's you know a hundred degrees. I was waiting for this story. You in. texted me that t- that camping was kind of a failure, and, and I've been wanting to know the details. <laughs> As a non camper, I mean, moi, I'd like to hear your tale of woe. <laughs> Nothing too juicy. Um, Micah built a teardrop trailer, mm-hmm. so we wanted to use that, and I think it was maybe me who was pushing that we should use it because you finished it earlier in quarantine, and I was like, wouldn't it be so fun to get to use this trailer? Um, that being said, it's still pretty hot here. Mm-hmm. It's like in the hundreds. Um, so, you know, we got there on Friday night, and it was like the getting unpacked and everything was really easy. There was a little bit of chaos because I guess like people steal trailer hitches. And so he noticed as he was like going to go hitch the trailer to his truck that that wasn't there. And so then there was like chaos of getting the right trailer hitch. Um, And then we're on the road and we realized we forgot pillows. And so we just stop at Target and get pillows and then we get to the campground and like i said it was really easy to unpack and we were like well all right so we can't start a campfire because there's burn bam because it's so hot Mm -hmm. so let's just go for like a little walk and then that was lovely and then we were like well we're not really that hungry but i guess we should make dinner so we made tacos um 
and then like it got dark and the bugs were just like nuts and so I was like I cannot do this I like cannot and so we went inside the teardrop trailer which is like spacious enough that we were both like setting up and we were just playing cards because we brought brought along a deck of cards it was just the two of us Mm -hmm. um and then it was just like we were getting tired and it was like getting warm and he has like a fan with some vents but you know I think that can only work so well when it's 100 degrees outside. Um, So when we were going to bed, I actually, like, I don't know what it was. I think it was, like, stress and PMS. But, like, I fully started crying because I was, like, hot. (laughs) I just don't want to be (laughs) here. And it was, like, I don't know what it was. I think what it was was that, like, I wanted it to be a really enjoyable time for him. And it just, like, wasn't. Like, the fact that we couldn't use the campfire, which we knew before we went, but that was, like, a huge bummer for him. And, like, so everything we cooked, we used, like, a propane stove and, like, an electric griddle. And that's, like, not Micah's, like, camping vibe. Mm-hmm. He's, like, very much, like, campfire guy. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so I was, like, I started to cry. And then I felt, because I, I just, like, felt badly. I, like, oh, I, the whole Lord. day, I felt like I was in kind of a piss-poor attitude. You know, like, those days where you're just, like, I don't know why, but, like, I know I have a twinge of an attitude. Right. Like, that's how I felt. And, and I it was, can't, like, it's sh- not you, but you might just want to let me be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we... Like, ended up going to bed and, you know, pro for the teardrop trailers, he put blackout curtains on. So we slept until, like, 9.30, which is incredible. Oh, wow. Like, at 5 a.m., it started, like, pouring down rain. So when we woke up, or when we were, before we even went to bed, it was basically, like, we're not going to stay another night, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll wake up early and go for a walk and then go swimming, and then we can get out of here. And then we woke up, and it was raining, and it was just, like, all right, We're going well, home. <laughs> I guess we can go for a walk and make some breakfast, but yeah. So it wasn't like a complete disaster. No. It just like wasn't wasn't necessarily. There a was a silver lining um, later in the day. Yeah, on the way home we picked up a kitten. Kitten. Yeah, little Sir Walter Raleigh has joined the family. We're his, you know, we're calling him Wally or Walter for short mm-hmm. so i have walter and i have fraser there's some very fancy boys yet. yeah <laughs> they haven't met yet they've seen each other um but i'm doing the whole like keeping them separate mm-hmm. but yeah so mike and i were gonna pick up the cat on sunday on the way home from camping and then because we decided we would leave earlier uh I got to get him a little bit earlier, so it was good. Yay. I saw the baby beforehand. He was on Skype. Yeah. So now, um, you know, I'm just dealing with the whole kitten thing and remembering all the little fun things about kittens. Yeah. Time-consuming. The biggest difference, or I don't know, but before when I got the two kittens at once, I just let them, like, run around and, like, do what not do whatever obviously but like this go I have the kitten in my bathroom which is a bit smaller than an entire apartment Mm -hmm. and so I feel like he has a lot of energy but I'm like he doesn't have anyone to wrestle with yeah and because like Niles and Fraser were always like wrestling with each other too yeah 
and chasing each other around. They kept themselves entertained in a way. Right. And so I'm like hoping that in the next couple weeks I can, you know, start to get them to interact with each other and hopefully play a little bit. Frazier's going to be such a good big brother. Yeah. So, I mean, he was already a big brother. Yes. He knows how to do it. But yeah, I so do. I can't a... wait for like pictures of like tiny kitten and big Frazy. I know he's so little. While he's two pounds, <laughs> two point one pounds, he's like the size of my shoe. So he's cute. So little. So cute. So tiny. Tiny. Like yeah. what's better than just like a little tiny animal? <laughs> Nothing. I know. That's what I was telling Micah. <laughs> I was like, baby animals are the cutest. Yeah. And I've always been like yeah. a big dogs person, but when they're tiny, they're cute. <laughs> yeah. I want to squeeze. I want to hug. <laughs> I know. That's what Steph, she uh, always brings up of mice and men. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's, you know that that's a traumatic <laughs> experience for me. We've talked about this. <laughs> you know that that's a yeah. trigger warning for me. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so any fun, exciting things? Have you? I'm assuming you've seen the Batman teaser. I have seen the Batman teaser. We should absolutely talk about it. I mean, okay. Here's I. I don't know. I feel like so. It's like I have so many opinions. Okay, let's. Because I actually don't have like any opinions. Okay, I just so have so I'm many feelings. I have so many feelings because I felt I like I'm stressed. I guess my number one feeling all the time is stress. Um, but mm-hmm. uh. I think back to, like, remember when the first Joker trailer came out? Like, I was, like, kind of excited, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, Joaquin Phoenix, it looked Send good. the clown. There was some trust there for some reason, even though I was like, man, do we really need another Joker movie? And then when it came out, I was like, oh, I see, we didn't. Um, and so now yeah. I'm worried because it's, like, all of the individual parts of this, like, Robert Pattinson, yes, please, Colin Farrell looks like Richard Kind. I don't know what that's about, but yes, please. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, uh, yes, please. Paul Dano, uh, yeah, I think yes, please. So I'm just worried yeah. because... If it was like, if it was some generic cast of people that I didn't really care about, I can't think of four names off the top of my head of people I don't care about, but you know what I'm saying. If, anyone from the CW? If it was anyone from the CW or like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an actor I don't care about. I, if Jeremy Renner was the Riddler. Noah Centineo. Uh, <laughs> Noah Centineo. I would like not give two shits about this movie. But because of the cast, like, I do. And even watching the trailer, I feel like a lot of people watch that trailer and were like, oh, this looks awesome. And I'm kind of like, this looks like a Batman movie. And I am yeah, confused I that Robert Pattinson is there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm absolutely reserving, you know, the right to have opinions once I see the movie. But I do stand, like, all those people pretty hard. So I just have to hope that it turns out okay. I know it's kind of hard to to think that like all these people wouldn't sign on or they to a bad project. So I'm trying to say, yeah, sometimes double negatives. Like if but it's just it's like, one I of I mean, you? it's a Batman movie. That's like a guaranteed like check in your wallet. Mm-hmm. But they're all I like. I but saw they're a all tweet. people who aren't trying to get checks. You know, so I'm like, are did they all get hustled? together at the yeah. same time for this movie because that's yeah. like four straight up indie darlings you know like oh yeah 
I mean, maybe Paul Dano's trying to direct another film. And to and me, needs some it looks cash like money. Paul Dano is the main villain. Maybe Zoe Kravitz, but I never really saw Catwoman as a villain. But like, I feel like they're kind of playing around the Riddler being the main villain because we don't see him. And I'm like, I don't know if that's just because we I haven't think shot him as should. much. I think that's the smart. I think we've had like. I agree. Just like, over- well, I guess. Penguin. Danny DeVito. We've I know. Had- I do think like. Man, I love Batman Returns. It's some good shit. <laughs> but I um I saw a tweet and I think you liked it too. Uh-huh. But I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. Someone tweeted, "Something I've always wondered is, how did Batman become Batman? Did he have a mom and dad? What happened there?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's been a lot of really good. I mean, I love the internet. I saw another tweet that's like Robert Pattinson's Batman has bisexuals quaking. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, 100%. It's the hottest cast of all time. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I don't like, I don't care about Batman. I guess don't tell people I said that. Like, I don't think <laughs> okay. in 2020, Batman is like interesting or edgy or really that cool. But that being said, they gave Robert Pattinson eyeliner and like emo hair and like, what am I not? What am I, how am I supposed to do? Like, what, what am I not? You did this for me. <laughs> Isn't Ben Affleck coming back as Batman? See, here's the thing. I don't give a and fuck. like, the Flash movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. The Flash movie, if the Flash movie happens, I will eat the sock that's currently on my microphone. Because, like, <laughs> I just am convinced that will never occur. Yeah. Um, and exciting news for me, personally... Mm-hmm. Is that at least I think it's two now movie theaters, two Alma Draft Houses in Austin have opened up. Yeah. So one of the benefits of the camping trip is that it was so low key that I was on my phone, and about like twenty minutes after Alma Draft House posted that they were uh, going to have early screenings of Tenant, I was on it, and I had reserved our seats i was like waiting for micah to come in the teardrop trailer i didn't want him to let bugs in but i was like what do you want to order can i buy tickets at what time you know so we are going a week from today that's crazy i just assumed we would never see tenant i'm definitely not seeing it anytime soon ours haven't opened yet and i don't know if i trust anyone around me uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm in Georgia right like now, which is Alamo's, like. <laughs> I like how Alamo's, Alamo's doing it. Like as soon as you buy your ticket, they automatically put two buffer seats next to you. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking we're like that's probably about six feet. Yeah. And then you have to order your food in advance, which was kind of stressful because I'm already like, oh, what if I didn't get enough? Like we were just sharing a pizza and mozzarella sticks. What if I want? Honestly, that was insane. You should have just way overordered. I know. (laughs) You can't do it after the fact. I might, like, raise a ticket to ask if I can. Yeah. Uh, Like, on, like, the app, not, like, in the theater. Because you can't do that in the theater. (laughs) But I'm excited to go back to a movie. Um, I was – I have to bring – Walter to the vet and one of the vets is near the other Alamo and I was thinking like oh well, I can just go bring him to the vet and then I can go to Alamo and then I was like wait I can't bring the kitten in with me right. I'm just like so excited to go back <laughs> to a movie theater so I other than Tenet what's going to be playing the new Russell Crowe movie is out there 
Um, let me. If you told me, me the name you. of it, I might remember that, but off the top of my head. So it's the new mutants is out. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm running out to theaters. <laughs> I actually like. I think that might be worth catching COVID. I might go to an AMC to catch out new mutants. <laughs> There's Bill and Ted face the music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unhinged is the Russell Crowe movie. Okay. That does sound familiar, but um, uh, I don't um, know. There's Train to Busan presents Peninsula. The, the movie there's Train to Busan Cu- presents? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the direct Train to Busan, the movie, directed a movie? I guess. Uh, there's Cutthroat Cut City. Oh. Cut They're City. They're also oh, playing is that, in um, Sep- is that Doc? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Inception's 10th anniversary, and then Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Or what I can currently see. Just a really big week for so, Rob. Yeah. Mm. It's, I like to see Hope it goes well. I, I like to see the people I love succeed. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I just um, one of my friends has seen Tenant. Do you want to hear his thoughts? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Uh, well, his tweet he sent, which I, prompted me to say, "You've seen mm-hmm. uh, just four minutes ago while probably you were speaking." Uh-huh. Um, Root. He Continue. says, "If if you thought Inception was complicated, complicated." was complicated potentially full of plot holes wait till you see hashtag tenant mm. he said this film is gonna divide people oh god that's the last thing we need so is this your french friend this is i knew it nico <laughs> i was like <laughs> okay he gave it three and a half stars mm-hmm. uh you can't fault nolan for trying to do things that's for sure big visuals big production big concept enough for the film to remain entertaining but he may have crossed the line between complicated concept to convoluted mess here there's a problem when you spend the whole movie wondering if it actually makes any sense where the characters have no motivation other than serving the plot this sounds like a nightmare to me because if i tell some man in some bar in three years from now that i didn't that i thought Whatever tenant was complicated. It was overly complicated. I'm going to get treated like I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) Fair. Uh, It says it's time travel stretched to its most nonsensical pinnacle when time travel is usually full of paradoxes to start with. Mm, Interesting. So I will be able to. Did you get glasses? No, I just put them on. They're my mom's. I'm on my, I'm on my mom's desk. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's a little visual gag for Nor. <laughs> I understand this is an audio uh, medium. <laughs> but yeah, so I will be seeing it next week and... We can talk about maybe it. Maybe we'll have some thoughts. Some spoiler-free thoughts. I will say, I, mean, I never... I haven't watched Inception in a long time. That was never my, like, number one Nolan movie. Nolan. But I, for the most part, like... Chris for Nolan movies. I just don't like jizz my yeah. pants over them, and it seems like a lot of people do. Um, well, yeah. But then he went and cast John David Washington and Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. a perfect double date for us. And yeah. So now... DeBecky. DeBecky. <laughs> yeah, honestly, triple date, and I'll just take whoever's into me. Uh, 
Um, John David Michael Washington. Michael Caine's probably in there somewhere. Michael Caine. <laughs> he has to be. Bruce Wayne. I don't do a good Michael Caine. I don't know why that was my first instinct. Um, oh, boy. It's Michael Caine, actor. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think this podcast has really been going off the rails since we took a couple of weeks off. I know. I think everyone's kind of losing losing their minds a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, all day I'm crazy to about work stuff. It's like basically the only conversations I have during the day. We don't have any like fun chats at like with my with my mouth um, during the day. <laughs> Um, you know, group chats and stuff, but it's just not quite the same. So now it's just every time I get to talk to you, I get to uh, express all my insane <laughs> stuff. Because if I was at dinner with my family and and they someone said Michael Caine, that's actually a dumb thing. None of them would ever say Michael Caine. Um, <laughs> I assume they probably know who he is, but maybe not by name. I wonder, really? I bet they do. I don't I mean, know. If you showed them a picture. Oh, a hundred percent. But my said. Who is this? Right. They would say Michael. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably they'd get my they'd get to Michael Caine, but it would never come up organically. Michael McCain. It would never come up organically, and then if I tried to start doing an accent, a Michael Caine accent, a very good Michael Caine accent, um, they would be confused, and I just they're wrong for that. That they are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Micah and I were supposed to see uh, Tesla last night. We had mm. talked about doing that before we talked about getting the kitten, uh-huh. and we missed that. So we are going to go the the. I was going to say dollar theater, but it's very the much not in. a dollar. <laughs> it's very the much fully fifteen bucks, probably. It's um like thirty six. Jeez. For two. For two. For two. Or for like a car. No, yeah, I think that's for two and one car. But that also comes with like two, like a small candy and a large candy and two sodas. Oh, two sodas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like where they make their money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like ready to be on this like drive in kick. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, eh, it's kind of, I mean, I know we should be helping out, but. It's ours. Is I like so far asked away. if Michael wanted. Yeah, I asked if Micah wanted to watch. I forgot. Oh, I think it was Ocean's Eleven. And mm-hmm. he was like, honestly, I've seen that so many times. Like, I really don't think I need to pay to go see it in a That's <laughs> like, I went to see Empire Strikes Back at the drive-in. And I just, like, found myself getting bored with a movie I really like because, like, you're in a car. And I'm like, well, my phone's yeah. right here. And I'm not, like, I'm not that comfortable because it's kind of hot and you can't leave your car running. And you can't leave your car running? No. That's the rules in the Raleigh oh. one. We're allowed to leave and our then cars I got, running because this is Texas. Yeah, I got, like, toasty. <laughs> but, yeah, we I mean, if it was something Back new that I couldn't see anywhere else, I'd do it. But that just wasn't. Yeah, have you watched The Rental yet? No. I've barely watched anything. That's not true. I watched two Mission Impossible movies this weekend because I'm just, like, oh my God. broken. Absolutely broken. You should watch The Rental. I should. It's 90 minutes. Do you think that's a, a family, a spell family? Uh, you think everyone will enjoy it? Fun for the whole fam? Jeannie only watches Hallmark movies. Do you think she'd enjoy The Rental? Hmm. <laughs> I think you should watch a Michael Caine movie. What was the Michael one that he was in with, like, The Best tigers? Exotic Marigold Hotel. No. <laughs> that wasn't what I was Secondhand Lions. What was he in there? 
Yes, secondhand lines. Isn't it Haley Joel Osmond in, yeah. in that? Yeah, I think so. I, did, I didn't even <laughs> let you sit, finish your first thing, and I just said the best exotic Marigold Hotel, which is directed by my favorite director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doubling down on that? Yeah. Yes. Okay, it is Haley Joel Osmond in Secondhand Lions. Okay. So. And the Best Exotic okay. Marigold Hotel is uh, directed by Old Parker, who directed Mom and Mia, Here We Go Again. So I know it I'm is. I'm tripling down on that. <laughs> uh, Mike and I have been watching the newsroom. So we get to see. We get to see your boy. Dev is. Isn't he in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel? No. Ooh, oh, maybe. I know he's in Hotel Mumbai. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> But that's kind of a whole other thing. I've never seen the best exotic Marigold. He absolutely is. That is my mistake. Man. Yeah, he's like the young guy. He's the only young this guy. This is crazy. I guess I should watch the best exotic Marigold Hotel and the second <laughs> best exotic Marigold Hotel. It's. I think he's in both. These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, Old Parker. It was two hours Dev and Patel. four minutes. Oh, jeez. Maybe your parents would like it. My, uh, my parents Maybe have absolutely already seen this. <laughs> well, Jeannie <laughs> definitely has at least. Uh, anything that is at, like a stone's throw away from Downton Abbey or something like that is on Jeannie's watch list almost immediately. So, oh boy. Maggie Smith made this a must-see for Jean Spell. Obviously. Obviously. Anyway. Also, today, do we have any other updates? <sighs> Robert Pattinson and Eyeliner, we did that. <laughs> the most important <laughs> update. Did, did we talk about Today, someone sent me, someone at work sent me the Justice League, the Snyder Cut trailer, and they were like, this one looks so much better than the one that came out in theaters. And I was like, I refuse to, I refuse to <laughs> engage yeah. with this. No thanks. Block. No thank you. Mute, mute that person. No, no thanks, um, pass. I have no the, opinions. The Saoirse Ronan, um, Kate Winslet trailer yes. comes out tomorrow. Ammonite. Ammonite. Which uh, maybe if we do an update, if we get all excited about that trailer and we talk about it next week, we can get like a sound blurb from Bryce. Yes, he's you know, resident fan. <laughs> Yeah, he's been keeping us up. He's already like, fuck Tenant. I don't care about you. I'm all about this Kate Winslet, Sir Sharon, and bullshit. Right. Which is fair, I think. Yeah. I don't think he's wrong for that. Um, but yeah, anything else? I think? don't think so. Still watching Blow Deck? No, I'm, I, I stopped for a little bit. Um, I I haven't really been watching anything. I've been preparing for my D and D campaign in my free time and listening to podcasts. Ah, uh, yes. And watching mm. two Mission Impossible movies that I've already seen. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. Um, I have been nursing Selling Sunset. Mm. I'm almost done. You're really so. savoring it. I am. I am. Um, but yeah, cool. Wally's liking the newsroom. He watched three episodes the other night. Mm. Does he so think it's just it's like a little up its own ass? Mm, no. <laughs> Wally. Mm. Need we need to work on Wally's taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he thinks it's actually flawless. Oh, but he's crazy. only since seen 
<laughs> he's only seen season one. Uh-huh. So, so who's that's... to say? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Mike and I finished season one. I and, enjoyed well, we the on, newsroom. Like... I don't know. I ended up, I feel like I just need to balance out your enjoyment of the newsroom. You overly enjoy it. <laughs> I have to rain on your parade. And acting. Um. Yeah, we finished the first season, and I was like, what would you think? And he was like, oh, I really like it. And I was like, okay, that's good, because the second season's trash. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. I don't normally rewatch season two because of the aforementioned trash aspect. Right. But maybe it'll be good. I, yeah, I have no concept of things that happen in two versus three in my head. Like, I, I know mm. all the beats of one pretty good. At some point, Neil's really Two's into Bigfoot. Like ma- That's in season one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's that clip that I love and I play all the time. I know. And it makes me cry. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> the other day. Oh, hey, Nor, I was thinking or- <laughs> that lights will guide you home. <laughs> <laughs> the other day when I was crying, uh, when we were camping and then I was like I would I started crying and then I started laughing so I was like why am I crying this is so ridiculous and Micah was just like Lauren there's like it's really confusing for me like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what you want from me here <laughs> you're like just stay in that corner <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, no one's going crazy here. Right, it's all fine. totally sane. It's all fine. (laughs) Oh, my God. So now it's been 30 minutes, and we really just rambled on. I think I've divulged way too much of my personal life. So that's fun and exciting. Um, So today, because of the 100th episode, Uh we thought we'd make it extra professional for you. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> I think that we've um, been delivering that. Of course. For all of our new uh, fans who are dropping in right at this episode. <laughs> yes. For 100. They're like, hey, I, I hear that 100th episodes are often the best. Right. And we're like, yes, we're here to deliver that right, for you. Of course. Complete with tales of me crying for no real reason. Right, and me yelling um, about the newsroom. And secondhand lions and your flawless Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Is that bad? Thank you. I I can only say his name. (laughs) (laughs) I can't continue with it. Michael Caine. Oh, boy. But we thought that it would be fun um, to talk about a movie that we both love so much Mm -hmm. and likely a movie that we bonded over many moons ago Mm -hmm. which is almost almost famous famous. yes cameron crowe's almost Almost famous Famous. every time one of us says you ready almost famous damn it nor we both have to say it oh <laughs> it's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> no, we just said almost famous at the same time a few times. It's okay. We'll keep going. I'll just hop on it when you're about to say it. Um, Perfect. But yeah, this is one. This might be the only movie that's in like both of our top five movies of all time. This might be our crossover hit. Yeah, I think that the other ones that have kind of like uh, flown in and out of that would have been Baby Driver. Right, obviously, both formative, loved that. Formative. 
I haven't watched that in a while, though. It's, Have you watched it since all the, the Kevin Spacey stuff? No, I haven't. And I think it's also because, like, I fully watched it, like, it's, seven it's times right when it came out. And then, like, haven't. Because there's just, like, a lot of problematic stuff that I, like, live to live in ignorance of, even though I really love that movie. And I still listen to the soundtrack all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, ironically enough... Uh, Speaking of soundtracks, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you. (laughs) Three years ago today, you were here in Austin, (laughs) and we went to a. You bring it, you spin it, and one of the soundtrack or one of the records we brought was Baby Driver. So right, so fun times. I'm gonna cry. So thanks, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna cry, and then I'm gonna laugh because it's embarrassing that I'm crying and I'm laughing. Uh, And then I'm gonna say, Meg, I I don't know what you want. I don't know what I can do for you here. Um, But yeah, so it's like Almost Famous. Mm -hmm. It's Baby Driver. Mm -hmm. It's um, Social Network. Mm. I I was like, I went to the lake the other day. Uh And I think it was Micah mentioned the social network and the concept of like how someone's, um, her like shares in the company we're getting like diluted down because mm-hmm. of like changes in ownership. Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh, so they're social networking you. <laughs> and then in my head, I was like what were, going through like the <laughs> whole conversation. What were Sean Parker's shares diluted down to? They weren't. <laughs> what were Peter Thiel's shares diluted down to? They weren't. And what were your shares diluted <laughs> down to? Or what were Edward Saffron's shares diluted down to? Point zero three percent. And then the music goes. Ding, ding. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of the. Sorry, my, my prod is a the cleaner, along with my sandal, or along with my and ooh, a hoodie, hoodie, and my, my fuck hoodie you flip and flops. my fuck you flip. I knew it was yeah. fuck you flip flops. I couldn't get hoodie. People were fully having a conversation around me, and I was trying to remember that middle uh, article of clothing, and then I was like. I go, is it hoodie? And I like recited it to him, and he was like, "I don't know." I don't know. And then I was like, "Anyone? Anyone? The social network? You like, set me somewhat, up. I think it's hoodie. you're blaming it's me hoodie. for making a bad business decision <laughs> when you're the head of the business." Um, incredible movie. Incredible not what movie. We're talking about. Not, yeah, uh, we just talked about two movies we're not here to talk about. <laughs> Today we're talking about secondhand lions. Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> I've definitely seen Secondhand Lions. I don't remember a single thing. Oh, I saw it in theaters. Oh, look at you. With my family. Yeah, it's definitely a family fun. Definitely a family flick. Yeah. But so anyway, the 2000 American comedy drama film written and directed by Cameron Crowe, almost famous, starring semi Patrick Fugit. I said starring. Oh, starring. (laughs) Kate Hudson. Jeannie's favorite yes. actor, Billy Crudup. Oh. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. I would love for your mom to come part. on. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Anna Paquin, Jason Lee. True Blood, obviously. <laughs> Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, Zoe Deschanel. Maybe. Yeah. We could go uh, all day. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my God, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'd like to see more of his career. <laughs> I've seen it all. I love him. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, Yikes. it's like that got a little morbid for uh, me. I know. I think um, I think about that all the time. <laughs> it's 
gone too soon. Uh, um, so yeah, it was semi-autobiographical mm-hmm. because Cameron Crowe, when he was a teenager, he was a writer for Rolling Stone magazine. I like. Um, I mean, I think it would work no matter what because Almost Famous is a near-perfect movie. But it is like I feel like if it wasn't semi-autobiographical, you'd be like, "How can this be?" Like he yeah. is a child. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think it is just kind of like, yeah, things are just kind of crazy. Yeah, Cameron Crowe has said that uh, the how during this period he lost his virginity, fell in love, met his musical heroes. And these events are obviously what William goes through Mm -hmm. in the movie, Mm -hmm. which is, like, nuts. Yeah. Like, do you think that's how he really lost his virginity? I don't know. With, like, a bunch of him just, like, sitting in the bathroom trying to write and a bunch of girls being like, let's deflower the virgin. I bet it probably didn't go down like that because that feels very cinematic to me and not actually, like, (laughs) how it would go. Because when they, like, dance around him on the bed holding scarves and he, like, looks around in awe, like, no. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, Let's Deflower the Virgin, <laughs> but I don't think it was that <laughs> cinematic. <laughs> yeah. Eh. I guess we'll have to ask. Yeah. The old Cameron Crowe. Cameron Bruce Crowe. Let's get Is him on the line. Bruce. Um, he doesn't seem like a Bruce. But, yeah, so before this, he wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which uh-huh. was supposed to... There was- <laughs> Let's talk about this. They were supposed to do... Wasn't that what they were supposed to do? The, um, like, live reading of? Oh, yes. reading of? Yes. That presented by Dane Cook. Don't your favorite. I don't... Leave me out of this. Leave and, me And, like, the this. internet was all excited because it was like, finally, we're getting a Bennett or Brad and Jen reunion. And then it was postponed. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, are we still going to get the reunion? I'm like, they're going to be, like, little Skype yeah. Zoom videos. It's gonna be like the Brady Bunch. It's not gonna be anything special. Yeah, it's not gonna be like Whatever, when they anywho. when they looked into each other's eyes during the awards season and beamed at each other. Remember that? When they held each other's uh, hands. <laughs> they weren't holding hands. Oh my god. No, but they held please. each other's hands. <laughs> they weren't holding hands. He was like grabbing her hand as she walked away. <laughs> Yeah, no, I everyone's seen the photo. <laughs> I'm just thinking okay, about um, it. <laughs> so then after the after Fast Times, he did a movie. He was the writer producer on a movie called The Wildlife, and then he got into directing, did Say Anything, and also wrote that. Then he did Singles, uh, writer director producer, and then Jerry Maguire was before this, and so. That had been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture, Original Screenplay. Um, it got Golden Globe nomination for Musical Comedy and a Director's Guild Award nomination as well for Outstanding Directing. Mm. And then four years later, Almost Famous. So he had already done a couple things. Yeah. All right. So it got four Academy Awards. Academy Award nominations, including Best Original Screenplay. Um, And then that was a win. What else did he get? I'm trying to find what else he was nominated for as far as the Academy Awards go. Um, Kate Hudson and Frances McDormand were both nominated for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. And then it was nominated for Best Editing. 
So lovely. Oh, and then it won I mean, Kate a Hudson. Grammy for best compilation soundtrack album, film, television, and other visual media. Interesting. And then Kate, of course, she won the Globe for this. Right. Right. And she was a little baby. Little baby. I mean, not really, but she did. She was yeah. like, she was, I think yeah. she was like 20. I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like she never really like did anything else that I was ever interested in, in a serious way. Like your, your eyes are angry at me. Like I did enjoy how to lose a guy in two days. Relax. <laughs> but like, if you end up in like the bride wars area, I just like, I don't know. I feel like after this, she could have just like really taken off and it just, it never happened in the same way I thought it would. Yeah. I, well, I think a lot of it was also like that she has a famous mom. And so then it's like, I think yeah. a lot of it's like comparing to Goldie Hawn and they wanted to do like those like goofy bubbly roles. I mean, let's see what yeah. else she. What else she's done besides Fabletics? Um, <laughs> Fabletics. Alex and Emma. Every like, was... couple of months I go on to Fabletics and I think like, should I, mm. should I do this? Nah. <laughs> but I haven't yet. <laughs> I saw Alex and Emma in theaters for my birthday, like with friends. Luke Wilson was in it. <laughs> It wasn't good. Okay. Same year. Yeah. How does God in 10 days? Couldn't be less on my radar. Very good. Uh, I saw Raising Helen. Um, uh-huh. I never saw The Skeleton Key. You, Me, and uh-huh. Dupree. Like, she also just kind of became, like, tabloid fodder. Like, I remember, like, You, Me, right. and Dupree. It was, like, that her and Owen Wilson were and dating. Um, yeah, she was in Fool's Gold with Matthew McConaughey, My Best Friend's Girl. Right. With Dane Cook, your favorite. Um, Bride Bride Wars. I do feel like I have to convince something, or uh, I do have to uh, come clean. I I did used to have a Dane Cook album (laughs) on my iPod Mini. (laughs) Ew. Gross. So, shame me. I deserve it. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Let's see. Bride Wars, a movie called Nine that I've never Mm -hmm. heard of. The Mm -hmm. Killer Inside Me with Casey Affleck and Jessica Alba and Kate Hudson. Sounds like a winner of a film if Jessica Alba's in it. Um, A Little Bit of Heaven with, also never heard of that, with Gail Garcia Bernal. Something borrowed I saw and I was I really like I remember I really liked the trailer for that one because they uh-huh. play a they do that little dance yeah and it's um, push it <laughs> Natasha Bedingfield is what the song or by mm. Natasha Bedingfield what they play in the trailer so I really like that uh huh um but yeah I mean I don't I think it's kind of silly for me to just be like reading every movie she's been in but like really there has not right. been. She has two movies no, coming it out this not year. Happened. Or the TV. She was in that Chadwick Boseman movie. Um, I just lost it. Marshall? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, again, I don't know. I just, like, you watch Almost Famous and you're like, oh, a star is born. But then, like, kind of not really. Yeah. And that's I mean, the thing like is, she like, disappeared, she does but... a lot in Almost Famous, too. That it's, like, obviously that's why yeah. she, like, got the award recognition is because she plays, like, all the different emotions. And, like, she's so good at, like, 
The Penny Lane character is so tragic and sad because it's like... I know. She's like acts like this mature woman, but she just like looks like this girl and you just like in your head, like you you know and you remember like where you were like maturity yeah. wise when you were that age. Yeah. And, <sighs> and why this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but a good movie. And why like I don't know, I just think like her relationship with William is so good mm-hmm. because it's like so safe to her, you know, but at the same time, it's just like all such a toxic environment in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy Crudup is like hot, a real formative hot crush. <laughs> hot. <laughs> very, 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 very. I mean, good I feel like hot. so many people. Yes, I feel like so many people in our age bracket are obsessed with Almost Famous for just like a myriad of reasons. It's like just all these parts are so good because like Penny Lane, like when you're young, you're like, is there a better life? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. The movie tells you this is not a good life. Yeah. But as about, a kid, you're like, when she overdoses you on quaaludes. <laughs> right. Yeah. About that time is when you find out like maybe this is bad or when the band trades her for a pack of beer. Yeah. Um. But, but like, you're like, you can just like leave home and go follow a band and hang out with rock stars. And, and then like, there's like the total, like, you know, like artist like dream of William's life where you're like, he just gets to interview these people and like, he's so smart. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman's just such a great actor that you're like, wow, this is a movie, man. Mm -hmm. Like every time it comes back to him, you're just like, man, art. He's so good. (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. Cause he's uncool. I just think it's, yeah, he's uncool. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me during quarantine and out of quarantine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think this just has... And it's like, since it's... I think a lot of the times, this is what I love about musicals. And I know a lot of other people don't love musicals, but people who like music movies, like A Star is Born, like, there's just something epic about mm-hmm. it, you know? So at the end of the movie, like, the music's still stuck in your head, and you're still well, thinking about, oh, that scene where this happens. So it just stays with you. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, I think that the Stillwater songs are actually, like, pretty good, um, just right. on their They're own. They're not masterpieces, but, like, Fever Dog is passable. Yeah, <laughs> um, but of course, it's, like, the Tiny Dancer scene. Like, that's right. just, like, one of those right. things that... I feel like award shows will always just like cut back to as like big cinematic yeah. moments. And then like even yeah. just like the Penny Lane character being barefoot wearing that corduroy skirt and that like peasant top just like dancing around with the rose like that's just something that yeah. like you always think back to as well. And it's just like a movie that has like so many visuals that if you've seen it a thousand yeah. times or you've seen it once, you like you see, yeah. Well, even like I follow a lot of different vintage um, shops on Instagram, and like any jacket that looks remotely like Penny's jacket is always called like the Penny Lane jacket, or like get yourself yes. a penny. Like it's just like such like a cult right classic movie yes it's girls who shop at vintage stores know penny lane like just like not that it's a bad thing but it's like that is been formative for a lot of people in a lot of different ways and it's and i feel like oh it's rare that like something like that is like 
and then you go back and you're like, hell yeah, this is still like, it still works for me because like we said, you get older and you're like, this is like a toxic lifestyle they're leading. And this kid is just like all over the country with these people who like aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, but at the same time you get older, you're just like, yeah, but like that's life in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, it's just so good. Yeah. So when did you I, yeah, see it for the know. first time? Why did I see it for the first time? I mean, in high school, mm-hmm. In high school, I think. Um, maybe, maybe like eighth grade, but I don't think so. Um, definitely not when it came out, obviously. I was seven. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, um, in my early teens, um, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, I saw it in high school as well. And I remember one of, like, my best, my, my best friend from high school her dad told us that, like, we should watch the movie Almost Famous because, like, we we used to go to concerts, like, all the time. That was, like, our thing. Right, Warped Tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, we... I, I got to go see the Taking Five premiere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard the Click Five will be there in person. <laughs> yeah, like, we were just, like, very much into, like, a specific music scene, and, like, we would go like we would obviously stay till the end of school and then like have either her parents drop us off or my parents drop us off and we would just like wait outside the venues until doors because we wanted to be in the very front we'd make like bracelets and all sorts of stuff to like give to the guys in the bands like we were just like <laughs> such obnoxious fangirls um yeah <laughs> and yeah so he was like you should really watch this movie i feel like you guys would like it that i remember watching i do it. think it's funny that he was like he was like oh here's a movie about groupies you two will really identify i know that was that was what i was about to <laughs> a say father of that's what i was about to say don't I get me wrong watching it. i think my dad likes this movie too but it is funny <laughs> i remember watching it and being like I don't think I think this is like kind of a cautionary tale. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why you wanted us to watch it, but like don't yeah. fall too much in love with the Russell Hammonds of the bands that you like, but I can't not. I mean, I still even I know it's not good for me. And your mom even tells you all the time how much she right. hates him. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's oh, such funny. a comforting movie. It's there's so many fun cameos in it too. Like, Mike and I watched it a couple weeks ago, and um, I can't think of his name now off the top of my head. But Cam from Modern Family, he's in it, and he's oh like yes, the, he's the a desk. hotel desk. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, hey, that's um, Eric Stone Eric Street? Stone Street. Stone Street. We both got wow. there at the same time. Um, but yeah, and so it was just like. And of course. Jay um, Baruchel. Oh, Jay Baruchel. You knew the exactly little Led Zeppelin what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, Led Zeppelin fan. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's such a fun. Mr. J. Page, Mr. Robert Plant. <laughs> just doing the whole thing. I'm like, don't you guys have a, a, guardians? Oh, for sure. It's, it's very confusing to me, but then it's also like, I don't know. Time and place. It was, it was the seventies. <laughs> I know. I mean, I still think it would have been fun to have been alive at that time. I probably would have oh, yeah. been like I still in a sick weird way like I do watch it and be like man I wish I like 
could be like 15 or 16 and with these girls and just like be living this life being side stage at shows getting craft services can you believe the new girls they eat the steak considering the life we're living considering 2020 like i don't think that's insane (laughs) to log for yeah so it's a good one so good i guess i didn't really really prepare many talking points because i didn't i didn't either i just think it's i think it's something that like a lot of people see when they're younger and it just like stays with them and i think there's like a i think a lot of cameron crow movies have like a very like in the moment magic to them Mm -hmm. you know that feel like a kind of smaller story but still big and exciting and Complete I don't know. All the me. drama is so good. And like, I even love, uh, I feel like some people don't like the plane fight scene because they're just like yelling at each other. But I think it's a really good fight scene because it's like so petty. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this whole thing is like, like we're seeing this through the eyes of this kid who like is kind of like you guys are everything to them because this is his first job. But like you guys are just little shitheads. Yeah. You know? well, and, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, that's like the... the- <laughs> It's like you obviously sympathize with William the entire time, but it's like as the movie progresses and you just like see this kid with these starry eyes and then they're like they're like changing into like, you know, a focused normal vision. And you're just like, oh, this poor kid, like he's just trying to do what he loves, which is like listen to rock and roll and write about it for a magazine, you know. Right. And I love the, I also think what makes Philip Seymour Hoffman so good is right off the bat, he's like, they're going to make you seem cool. And like, you're not cool. That's, and you're not (laughs) cool. We're not cool. That's going to be enticing. But like, you have to like have a level head about it. But then later when he calls him and he's so obviously so deep in Mm -hmm. it now, you know, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is just so nice to him, you know, and he's just like, listen, man. I saw this coming to my way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you got to think about you and it's about the music and the truth and it's about, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Let's, let's be friends. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's just, wow. Yeah. Art. I'm trying to find a listing of people who had auditioned. Oh. Or at least we're... I'm going to say it. Your looks are becoming a problem. (laughs) My looks are becoming a problem? (laughs) We were watching it and Micah was like, Jason Lee is so good. And I'm like, what the fuck do you care about Jason Lee for? Jason Lee is in two of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't actually care about Jason Lee, like, outside of that truth. But I am aware of those Oh, are you talking about The Incredibles? I am talking okay, about Okay, I was girls. like... No, I'm talking about um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwreck. Uh, <laughs> the Road Chip. The Road Chip. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I'm talking about The Incredibles. I was going to say, like, what do you like, Jason? Oh, he... I can't even think of another Jason Lee movie other than those... I mean, I guess I could name the first Alvin and the Chipmunks. So, but. Micah likes... Um, Apparently, Kevin Smith movies. Mm. So he's in Mallrats and he's in Chasing Amy and he's in Dogma. I've never seen those Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, I've never seen them either. I've never seen Clerks. 
I've never seen Mallrats. Mm-mm. We've talked about watching Chasing Amy. Isn't the premise of that, though, they're, she's a lesbian and they're trying to woo yeah. her? That can't have aged well, right? Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, I guess we'll have to watch it. You, you gotta watch it. Got to watch. Yeah, he seems to be like Kevin Smith's guy. I don't. I don't even know if he's been in anything that was not uh, any non uh, or Kevin Smith made any a movie without non. Him. Any the Jay and non Silent Earl Bob roles movies. <laughs> oh yeah, never seen. Uh, so yeah. Um, but Michael was like, he should, Jason Lee's so good. And like, he's one of those people that should have a bigger career. And I'm like, well, he was on a TV show for a while. I think it's all his voice. I think he's like a really good voice actor. That's why I love him in Incredibles and all of his best stuff in Almost Famous is very vocal. Like, oh yeah, why wait for me? I'm only the lead singer. (laughs) Like, those things stick with me. I remember the intonation of those things that Jason Lee says very specifically. He's, like, waving his hands all around like a maniac. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, he's... Oh. Oh, yeah, Micah did tell me this. He's... Is this going to make you like him even more, Meg? He's a former professional skateboarder. Oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I'm anti-boards. I feel like a lot of people are picking up boarding in the core, and I'm just, I'm against it. Are you? I wasn't aware. (laughs) But yeah, so, oh wow, he got divorced in 2001, and his ex-wife cited his commitment to Scientology as the principal cause of their separation. Well, yeah, that's a good reason to leave someone. Yeah. Um... She wrote in that their relationship collapsed when she revealed to her talent manager and fellow Scientologist, Gay Ribisi, mother of actor Giovanni Ribisi, that she had mm-hmm. read A Piece of the Blue Sky, an anti-Scientology book. Two days after the conversation with Ribisi, she received a one-paragraph disconnection letter from Lee and was labeled a suppressive person. Weren't we just recently talking about Giovanni Ribisi, or was that me and someone else? I can't imagine the circumstances in which that would come up, but I definitely recently was talking about Giovanni Ribisi with someone. Um, not me, so it must have been your other podcast. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let's see. What else? What else? Well, classic, he has a son named Pilot Inspector. Of course. Um. Then they have, uh, then with someone else, he has a daughter named Casper and a son named Sonny. Poor pilot inspector got their whole shitty name. I know, those are like two normal and then names. And a daughter named Alberta Birdie Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. And then those are names. as of 2016, he no longer practices Scientology and he currently resides in Denton, Texas. This family. Hmm. You could, you could drive over, say hey. Yeah, it's not too far, I suppose. Um, Take the teardrop trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. I mean, Micah loves him. Jason <laughs> Lee is Micah's favorite actor, I guess. So you guys can go drive through Denton and say actor. hi. He just thinks that Jason is his favorite Lee actor. deserves more recognition. He loves Jason Lee. And I think Jason <laughs> Lee deserves about as much recognition as he gets. I mean, he has like multiple I, nor, We're on the same page on this. <laughs> 
we rarely agree, but we are on the same page. Jason Lee has more than he than he needs. No, no, you think he has what he deserves? I'm gonna go fully the other side. I think it's overblown. I don't think Jason Lee should be a household name at this point in his life. Give me something better. Don't be in four chipwrecked movies or squeakles or whatever. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, what else is there to say? Um, Nothing. We've been talking for an hour. We love this movie. We can wrap it up. We love this movie. Soundtrack is great. Excellent soundtrack. Tiny Dancer in My Head. Oh, Tiny Dancer. So good. Um, I know. Yeah. It's just... It's love. Do, 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 do. It uh, premiered at t- <laughs> TIFF, which is fun. Mm. Remember uh, film festivals? No. <laughs> so... <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Airplane malfunction near Tupelo, Mississippi that occurred in the film is a thinly veiled mm-hmm. reference to the Leonard Skinner airplane crash on October 20th, 1977. Yes. So that's fun. That's so fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, like, I just, I think it's such a good, it's like, with the music and the outfits, like you really feel like you're there with them, and so it's like a fun little like time travel situation, and there right. are really no cons to going on that journey with them, and get to see lots That's, of fun. Even fresh with all the drama, ones. and it all goes to shit, and then when they tell the Rolling Stone that or the when they tell rolling stone that it was all a lie and then you're like this is bullshit but then it ends on him actually getting the interview and pulling out his little microphone he's like what do you love about music and he goes to start with everything and it's so generic but it's just like so fucking perfect and billy just sells it baby like turns his chair around (laughs) oh you know what i love turning a chair around (laughs) i mean you know who also is hot Ben Ben Fong Torres, the Rolling Stone editor. I think he's hot. Are you okay? I have no All idea. Right. Who so was, we made it to 100 episodes and never again. So, <laughs> all right, this is the end of it. It's great to talk to you. I um I unfortunately I don't think he's very handsome or attractive. Sorry to say. I'd like his hair. It's a real 70s vibe. What about what about David Felton, Rain Wilson's character? Are you feeling something there? No. No? Okay. Well. No, I don't think so. I've never been into Rain Wilson. I I mean Rain Wilson do agree that Gary Cole is delicious and veep. So I guess that's the thirst <laughs> I associate with Rain Wilson. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. should I recommend be that everyone watches Almost Famous? Yes, and um, we should recommend our own podcast. It's about 100 episodes. We're a delight. Yeah. We rarely get off, go off topic. Yeah. So, all right, well. Like only, like, occasionally, sometimes, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I better go feed maybe. my kitten. Baby, bye. bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.